but I recently found out that y'all share something that I do not, and that neither of you think that coffee should be iced. Amy, you don't think it should be iced either? That's disgusting. No. Oh, yeah. Gosh, I love you. Yes. Yeah. Ice, ice is for cold drinks. Coffee is supposed to be served hot. I uh, say that iced coffee is <laughs> good. Sorry. I mean, who even came up with that? Like, it's absurd. Like, who actually said, like, hey, maybe let's put some ice in that and see how that tastes? No, no. That's ice. I don't know. Ice tea. I, I like whoever did it, though. <laughs> I enjoy some good iced coffee. I know okay. that it's an abomination on y'all's side, and that's cool. Like, I will take all the iced coffee. I mean, I enjoy hot coffee, for sure. In the mornings, I make it hot. Right now, because I've literally never met anybody else who has the same <laughs> I didn't know that either. I'm excited to have this. <laughs> good. Welcome to the Light and Dark Podcast, where you can grow your community, build your business, and have fun doing it. I'm Rachel Driscoll. And I am John Mansfield. We are two wedding photographers forging our way in these sometimes lonely places of the entrepreneurial world, looking for a way to create community and a feeling of belonging. Deciding to join forces, we began our journey to teach a workshop that was inclusive of our very different yet equally creative styles, leading to the undertaking of the Light and Dark Workshop. Wanting to help more creatives than we could face-to-face, we decided to take our collective experience and start a podcast. And here we are today. If you're a creative entrepreneur looking for community and education, you've come to the right place. So grab a cup of coffee. Or a Red Bull. And buckle up for today's episode. On today's episode, we have a wedding planner of over 10 years to talk to us about how we can work well with wedding planners. In addition to her event planning business, All Things Planned, she also owns a bartending service called Copper Cocktail Company, and she teaches other wedding professionals through her I Do Institute. On top of all that, she is our good friend, Amy Rodriguez, and here is our conversation with her someone special here today that we're very excited we do we have a special guest with us on the podcast today she is world-renowned yeah wedding planner uh just celebrated 10 years in the wedding planning business congratulations and then we got hit with the pandemic (laughs) yes and then got hit with the pandemic (laughs) we're gonna go out with the bang yep yep (laughs) <laughs> it was like right whenever you hit that 10 year mark it's like all right cool yeah that was a good yep, good decade business we're gonna yep. roll that one up no, <laughs> <laughs> but you are not only a wedding planner but you also make amazing cocktails with copper cocktail uh, which i always enjoy uh whenever we you're at a wedding and i'm just like these are going to be amazing drinks our I'm, bar has been pretty, hit pretty hard we need to our essential uh, essentials are looking kind of low over there with all the, you know. Yes, with all the quarantining. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's making us drink more, is it not? Yes, but uh, luckily uh, liquor stores are considered essential businesses. They are. So, they uh, are. Yeah. So I, would, I would definitely agree with that. <laughs> uh, but yes, we have Amy Rodriguez with us. Yay, she is on her. the podcast today. Thank you all for including me, and I've been a part of the um, 
of y'all's workshops a couple of times, which are fantastic. We've gotten yes, to yeah. with y'all and make some really great drinks for some of those. And mm -hmm. so um, I love what y'all do for the community and for your specific field in the photography and kind of teaching people what you guys know. I think that's really important that we kind of do that and give give back to our respective communities in terms of what you know and what knowledge you guys can share with people who are kind of coming up so i love to be part of these things where we can kind of give people more knowledge and all really kind of elevate our working experience and just provide great service as a community and a whole right look at rage got that bottle going yeah <laughs> so, we're talking got the, just gonna empty that wine bottle out it's cool <laughs> yep <laughs> it wasn't cool when I started, okay? Just okay. <laughs> Not already one bottle deep. <laughs> That's fair. It's a good way to start a podcast, bottle deep. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we um I know we we know that you also share that uh that desire to kind of elevate the whole wedding industry. Um and the whole, you know, uh community over competition mindset of like you've been in the business for 10 years now, you have a lot of insight to give someone who's, you know, starting to plan weddings or has only been doing it for three years um, and growing them also like it takes care of their couples and that way couples are getting treated well and uh, better than they would have, uh, which is the same mindset that Rachel and I have with this podcast and with our workshops is, you know, we want other photographers to take from the years of experience that we have and go go pour on their couples so they have a better experience. Yes. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. So I know we all share uh, something in common. Um, we all love whiskey, uh, which I happen to have some with me right now. Um, I almost poured a whiskey drink. Yeah, but, but you got the wine drink tonight. <laughs> we do love some good whiskey, don't we? Mm -hmm. But I recently found out that y'all share something that I do not, and that neither of you think that coffee should be iced. Amy, you don't think it should be iced either? That's disgusting. Oh. No. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, I love you. Yeah. Ice is Ice is for cold drinks. Coffee is supposed to be served hot. I uh, say that iced coffee is good. <laughs> I mean, who even came up with that? Like, it's absurd. Like, who actually said, like, hey, maybe let's put some ice in that and see how that tastes? No, no. That's ice. I don't know. Ice tea. I, I like whoever did it, though. <laughs> I enjoy some good iced coffee. I know okay. that. It's an abomination on your side, and that's cool. Like, I will take all the iced coffee. I mean, I enjoy hot coffee for sure. In the mornings, I make it hot. Right now, because I've literally never met anybody else who has. <laughs> I didn't know that either. I'm excited to have. This. <laughs> good, good. We're getting somewhere. Yep. The important things are being discovered. Yes, yes. The important things. Uh, so great. I love it. Oh my God. Yeah. That's funny, John. How did you find that out, John? How did, as I know, you know that I feel that way because we talk about it on a regular Right. Yes. Um, our research department. Uh, I know where you are. Really, really yeah. extensive uh, deep dive search. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what it was. It was like one of those, uh, uh, what are the, uh, like where it's just like random question something 
Uh, yeah. Like one of those things, like the things I hate that most people like, or something like that. Probably something like that. Or something like that. Yeah. It was like those things that we used to do on MySpace, yeah. where it was just like all the different questions and oh, like, what's your favorite pizza topping? Oh, and gosh. yeah, all those. On MySpace. Did you make your own? What? What was your backdrop on MySpace? Oh, my backdrop? Yeah. Did you make your uh, own? Did you have like a cool skin on the backdrop? Or anything? Don't even remember. I probably changed it weekly. That was probably like, you know, my. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine. At one point where you could kind of like stack up different stuff, you know, you could like make this whole like collage thing. Mm -hmm. No, I definitely did that. Especially yeah. if you knew HTML. Uh huh. Yeah. Because I, I did not know much when I was like 14. Uh, but, but yeah, I figured it out. I, I used Google or Ask Jeeves or whatever. Right. Uh, yeah. My background was probably some. Like emo punk band <laughs> album cover yeah. or something. Sure. <laughs> Actually, no. MySpace days were were still probably before I was allowed to listen to that stuff. Right. Uh, so I'm trying to get away with it by listening to like I don't know. Well, Skillet wasn't around back then, huh? Uh, early Skillet. Early Skillet. Oh, early, yeah. With their uh, I don't know. The, oh yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I did. I did like Skillet a lot. Yeah, yeah, Skillet's pretty good. I saw them once at Six Flags. I saw them at the Toby Mac concert when they were here. Nice. Yeah. Wait, That's here in great. town? We all have that in common. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that we had big concert. Well, I guess they're not really that big. <laughs> they're they're not a big name. They were a big name for me in high school for sure. Toby Mac, so they weren't the big name. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, no. it's been, like, a long time. <laughs> that was, like, yep. I don't even remember when that was. But, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> My space. Bring yes. it back. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. So, I'm so excited to have you on, um, Amy, because there are some questions that I've always wanted to, like, have, like, conversations with coordinators about, like, certain things. And so, I'm very excited to, like, ask these questions. Um, I mean, I think they're all in the, the questions that we did, but, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's good to like hear a coordinator's perspective on things. Cause as like, as a photographer, like you can work with them on the wedding day and you can feel like a team, but there's always, I feel like you never know what's going through their mind. Cause they're, you know, everybody's doing their own job and they all, they all have their own preconceived notions of how things are supposed to work and all that. So Oh, this would be really fun to be able to get like your perspective and you know, yes, brain a little bit. Sorry, mm -hmm. I love it. Let's yeah. pick away. Let's go. All right. Well, like on on a wedding day, because I know a lot of photographers will like they'll make their own timelines and everything, just kind of based off the day and sure. uh, and what they've talked to the couples about. Um, what are some things that photographers can do uh so that they work well like kind of mesh well with with you with a planner uh so it's like an excellent excellent experience for them and for you and for the couple and it's not like butting heads and all that kind of stuff yes, yes. so great question um always our main goal obviously is to provide outstanding service to our client, right? And I know that that's what any vendor is looking to do is to provide a really mm -hmm. great product for their client if they're 
you know, going to be providing them with photos or food or whatever it is that they're providing. So our service is a little bit different because basically what our job is to kind of manage all those pieces, right? You know, the photographers right. and the DJ and the venue and kind of make sure everybody is kind of driving well and all on the same page. And sometimes that makes us, you know, it makes things a little crazy, but, um, Ultimately, our goal is to make sure everybody has what they need to provide their services the best of their ability, right? So um, my number one thing is communication. I love it. Even if you feel like you're over-communicating, that's okay. Um, any information that you can give us about the couple or, you know, you're concerned about lighting at particular times of day. We all know how people sometimes will schedule their ceremony at a not so optune time. Right. Um, and so we've got to just kind of work with what we've been given in that case, right? Because they didn't ask us as the professionals and that's okay. Not everybody knows to do that, but um, you know, we've got to work with those scenarios and work with things as best we can given those situations. And so um, my job is for, for you to be able to provide the best photos that you can get of the couple and, and pr provide the best environment to get you what you need, right? To get them those really great photos that they're going to capture and carry mm -hmm. on and forever and ever in their albums. And this is all that they're going to take away from their wedding is those photos that you guys have provided. So, um, so as long as we are communicating and, and y'all are kind of giving us what you need, we want that information so that we can incorporate that into the overall day and the needs of all of the other vendors that we're also trying to accommodate. Right. So, right. For us, it's very important that if a ceremony starts at 5.30 and sunset six six o'clock, we've got to start on time and we've, you know, we, there can be no delays. And so if we need to, you know, do a bunch of photos beforehand, before the ceremony starts, because we know that on the back end, we're not going to have a ton of time to do those post-ceremony photos. Mm -hmm. We need to make adjustments to that timeline that we all worked really hard on. We know that day of that is just a goal, is not you know, right. that, yeah. that is what we want to shoot for, but we all know how that goes, right? If we have any experience in wedding days whatsoever. So for us, if you guys can give us and let us know what your needs are, and if you have worked with the client more than we have in terms of photography, and you know that they take a really long time to get into their dress for bridal portraits, and you knew that, mm -hmm. or whatever it is, like communicate to us, hey, we're going to probably need a little bit more time for the bride to get dressed so that we can move on to these photos and this. And so while we plan for all of that, and, and that is our, our goal to execute a perfect event, um, we do need to have some conversations throughout the day, and you guys update us on what your needs are, and we will try everything that we can, you know, to give y'all what you want, you know, give, uh, knowing that there are also other vendors behind you that are waiting on us to make decisions, like catering wants to know, hey, are we going to start food on time? Are we going right. to, yeah. DJ wants to know, hey, are we going to start the first dance on time? You know, all of these things are we're also kind of managing behind the scenes. And so as long as everybody is, is giving us some really good feedback and, and communication, we can try to accommodate everyone's needs as best we can for our mutual client. So cool, cool. off of that, um, what, what is a good time frame for you for us to begin planning a photography timeline for our couples so that you have plenty of time to adjust if need, if need be? Right. So it, it depends. So we as planners and coordinators often have two levels of service, right? right? We are planners for some clients and we are coordinators for most all of our clients, right? So some of our clients have paid for us to come in and kind of be more involved in the planning process with them. And some of our clients, we just kind of hop in on the day at that six week 
to eight week mark, right? Where we start mm -hmm. kind of fact finding and gathering the information that we need to compile that timeline. So at that point generally is where we'll start to reach out to you on specifics of the timeline. Um, we probably good for you guys. That's normally when I like send out my questionnaire. To right. I feel like that's about the students that are able to fill out the questionnaire that I have. Exactly. That, yeah. Ready for it. Right. And get them get their timeline like done within that next week, so I can send it off to like the coordinators and all that. Yeah. Exactly. And y'all do a really good job of this. I really appreciate the time that y'all put into the timelines because it is so important to us. I mean, we have some other photographers that are just like, we'll go with whatever you decide, you know, which is fine, yeah. but it's not, I don't feel like that is giving you exactly what you need. So if you're able to tell me what your needs are, I want to try to meet you where yeah. you are. Right. So, um, if you can give us what those needs are and you know that you need more time on the front end looking at our timeline, or if you know, Hey, we're probably going to need more time. Can we back, some of these things up we are always willing yeah. especially on photography to make any adjustments whatsoever as far as I'm concerned photography is the number one takeaway from this whole thing so that is going to be always my number one focus right because when it's all said and done all we have left are the photos yeah. Yeah. Right. so so for me that's super super important so it doesn't necessarily matter when you get the information to us just so long as obviously it's you know within the month or so yeah. um, mm -hmm. generally if we need it any sooner than that we're going to reach out to you for it so yeah um you know a, a seasoned coordinator that really kind of knows what their needs are or is going to to be asking you guys for it if you come to us before that that's great i'm going to stock it away in a file until i'm ready to deal with it yeah. but yeah. you know i'll certainly let you know what information that i need but if, if if for some reason a coordinator does not reach out to you and does not you know, ask for that information. It is very important that y'all give it to them and, and let them know what your needs are and what the expectations are before the day of. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. yeah definitely. Because I've, uh, not with you, of course, um, but I worked with another coordinator once a few years ago where they did not reach out to me. Uh, I mean, they reached out like, <clears throat> I don't know, three or four days before the wedding, just like, hey, just wanted to make sure you're going to arrive at this time. And I was yeah. like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's when I'm going to be there. Also, here's my timeline. Uh, just right. wanted to share that with you. And then she was like, oh, well, this is a little off because we're, we actually don't have this much time between the ceremony and reception and like all this thing, all these things. Um, so yeah, communication is, is key for sure. Yeah. Well, and I uh, yeah. also to, to follow up on that, what, um, you know, on the day of things obviously are a little bit hairy, but mm -hmm. um, we generally will build out a timeline just based on what we kind of generally how weddings are going to go, right? Yeah. Um, you know, if a ceremony is going to start at 530, generally I want my girls ready, you know, three hours before that-ish so that bridesmaids can get in their dress and the bride can get in. So we already kind of have that formula built um, for the newer photographers and that don't necessarily know how weddings go. I mean, Oh, yeah. I appreciate every time I get one of y'all's timelines. It's almost exactly how I run my timelines, too. Yeah. So I feel like yep. you've been doing it for so long. You know right. how weddings go. And the same thing with me when I have my first consultation with my clients, I always run through like what a day with me looks like. And right. you have that formula already that you know like works for how you work and what you do. And right. So I, yeah, I feel like you're, you're. So if a photographer can kind of build the formula like you guys are have done and, and a lot of great photographers do, that is very easy for us because generally it's going to line up really, really close. Unless, like I say, you guys know something 
more than we do. Like if you shot her bridal portraits, then you know that it took her a really long time to get into that dress. I'm going to need more time on the front end. You know, she may not have registered that, but you and I as professionals know, uh-huh. hey, you might want to add a little bit more time for her getting into her dress because that thing is humongous and it's going to take her some time, you know? Yeah. So communication. Real quick, I wanted to ask, because I've always, like, I think I figured it out now, but I, for a long time, never knew the difference between a planner and a coordinator. So could you tell our listeners, like, the difference between what it is to be a planner and what it is to be a coordinator? Yes. So I kind of equate it to like a movie scenario, right? So you have like writers and producers who come up with a plan and a scheme for a movie or a TV show or whatever it is that they're going to do, right? So they're the ones that are putting in all the work and making sure that things are happening to create that whole scene that we want to to showcase, right? And then there is a director who is on set typically to direct those scenes and make sure that, you know, the plan is going according to plan or you know whatever it is so so as planners we are more of the writers and the you know producers and kind of coming up with making all of those pieces come together and then on the day of if we haven't been in in part of that um planning process we are just a little bit more diligent when we're kind of fact finding and gathering the information um in that six week mark when we're trying to get all of the vendors lined up and the timing right and all that and confirming all the vendors that's all the work that we're doing in that six week before the wedding starts point right just kind of coordinator because you're coordinating everything they've already planned Mm -hmm. right now if we have planned all of those details our job becomes increasingly easier because we know exactly what the plan is we know exactly how many hours you've been contracted for because we helped formulate that contract with you guys and you know, mm-hmm. maybe we need six hours instead of eight or 10 or whatever. Yeah. Um, we know exactly what the expectation is for the florist and the caterer and the rental company because we are the ones that have been putting that plan into place. Now, when we're picking it up as just a coordinator and I say just a coordinator, like it's not a big deal, right. but as <laughs> only the coordinator and didn't get the opportunity to plan the event, um, it's still very similar. We're always doing the same coordination job. It just makes it a little bit easier when we have also planned it. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Cause I also did not know, I, I assumed that they were just kind of interchangeable because, cause I'm usually meeting you on right. the wedding day yeah. and it's like, Oh, you call yourself a coordinator. You call yourself a planner. Right. It and means the same thing in my mind. They certainly can be like a planner. Mm-hmm. A planner is always a coordinator because generally you're not going to plan the whole event and then just not show up on the wedding day. Right. right, Yeah. You know, planner and coordinator, depending on the situation, a coordinator is a coordinator, but coordinator might not always be a planner. That's right. That's exactly right. And so that's where it gets tricky because a lot of times people (laughs) have, will assume that we have been on board with this client the entire time. Sometimes when we show up, we've literally never met them before. Yeah. This is our mm-hmm. first time to actually even meet them in person, um, especially for those contracts like at Peach Creek and 7F where we do all the coordination for those particular venues. And so yeah. we don't get the opportunity to meet with those brides like we do our full service clients that come to us and hire us directly. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. So for like on wedding days as you're coordinating, um, uh, timelines often kind of get pushed either 
you know, people are running late or hair and makeup or, you know, photos are running long, portraits, whatever. What's the best way of like kind of ironing out either, uh, you know, as uh, as a coordinator or as a photographer, just kind of ironing out that time between the ceremony and reception so that it runs smoothly and, you know, maybe get to start the reception right around the same time or if you need to push it, like how far are we pushing it? What is, what does that look right. like? <laughs> so again, this is where something, this is where our job as the coordinators and the communicators is very, very important, right? Mm -hmm. So we, um, we want things to maintain on time. What happens is when we run late and the photos run late, everything runs late, right? right. Yes. We can always catch back up. We always catch back up like during dinner or whatever it is. We can always squeeze and make adjustments in our formula timeline. Mm -hmm. But, um, but it just, it does kind of compromise the quality on like the caterer, for example, if they were expecting us to start dinner at 6.30 and we're not starting until 6.55, 7 o'clock, you know, right. all of that kind of has a rolling effect that is, is kind of detrimental to someone else's service if we don't do it just right, which is why mm -hmm. our job is kind of important, you know, right. yeah. uh, is to kind of keep things on track because you've paid thousands of dollars for really good food. And if it's sitting there cold, that's not good. Yeah. So, um, so that's why our role is becoming increasingly important as people are spending more money and, and you know, valuing the services that they're paying for, having mm -hmm. someone manage that and communicating to all of those people, um, at the same time is, is very important. You know, we have to let everybody know if there's a change in the timeline, I've got to run up and let the DJ know, or go let the bartender know, Hey, we're moving the toast back. Don't start pouring champagne yet. You know, all of those things have to be factored into any right. kind of bumps in the road. And obviously we know that that's going to happen. That is expected. Yeah. Um, and so, but again, we try to hit those goals on our timeline so that things like this, things can just kind of run relatively smooth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I always like to give an hour on the back end for any post-ceremony photos. I always build in an hour. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's 45 minutes knowing we're going to take an hour usually. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. 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 I always appreciated how you've always said, like, if I've been like, I'm so sorry, we're running behind. I was like, Hey, timelines are fluid. Pictures are important. Yep. Like that, I'm always like, right. Like if, if people have to wait <laughs> a few more minutes to start, you know, the, the first dance or whatever, again, for me in my business, ultimately what is the most important takeaway for me is the photos. Yeah. So if whatever I can do to accommodate that schedule and get them that amazing golden hour shot that we could not have gotten if I would have whisked them away five minutes before, you know, like right. I yeah. don't know your craft and I don't know what it is that you need to do to finish your work. And so I will never, if I can avoid it, you know, yes. impeach on what it is that you guys are trying to accomplish for your client. So, yeah. And at the same kind of thing, uh, as photographers, we don't need to take advantage of that. That's right. And I like, mean, we expect oh. y'all will be respectful of our time too, of course. And most people right. are obviously, you know, most, yes. Hey, how much time, how much more time do you guys need? Five, 10 minutes. Great. That's great. I'm going to go prep this. Y'all come on in wherever it is when y'all are ready. And then we could just kind of work together and, and team up and, and get on to the next phase. So. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, we, I mean, we encourage photographers to think of coordinators at, and planners as our team members and that they, they are our like cheerleaders, our warriors. They're the ones who are making sure that everything gets done behind the scenes. And they're mm -hmm. so, um, yeah. So if you're listening to this, remember. <laughs> and, a, and a really good coordinator is just an extension of the vendors, really. I mean, our job is to kind of be, you know, a lot of, coordinators don't like to admit this, but basically we're an assistant to all of the other vendors who are there, you know, just ensuring that they've got everything that they need and that they're on time, you know, and just kind of 
yeah watching that but but you're not only serving your clients but you're also serving all the vendors that are there making sure that's exactly that right everybody is happy when they walk away and that that it all whether it was smooth on the back end or not everybody thought it was smooth <laughs> yeah. right yeah <laughs> the rest of us it's magic that's it. uh -huh. you're like oh let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the best one like at the end of the night the mother of the bride walks up and like gives you a hug and she's just like everything ran so smoothly today i was like oh well i'm so glad that it seemed that way <laughs> so glad you thought that <laughs> yeah but yeah it's I mean, that's a good mindset going into any wedding. I mean, with, uh, with a coordinator there or not, just like all of us vendors are a team right. and we need to work together as a team to make this the best day for this couple instead of, you know, well, I don't care about, yeah. you know, DJ, whatever. Well, and to serve their guests well, to make sure that they feel like that mm -hmm. was smooth and beautiful as, as much like what they've been dreaming of you know, for upwards of a year or more, or, you know, if you're a girl, like, since you were five. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So uh, what advice would you have, like, what would you give to uh, photographers uh, for the next time that they're working with a coordinator? Other than the, you know, good teamwork, good communication, all that. Is there any extra advice? Well, I just think that sometimes coordinators kind of get a bad rap as being like bossy or controlling or whatever it is. You know, I, I really... Sometimes you have to be. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's, that is what it is. But mm -hmm. also, I, I think a really good coordinator is a very neutral party and realizes that while they are, like you said, serving the client, they are also serving their vendors and allowing them to do their best job possible because a DJ is not having to come up behind me and go to the bride and say, Hey, you're all ready for your first dance. Like there's one person communicating when there's an issue, right. or whatever. And so we're taking that stress off of y'all too. And so, um, I think that, I think the best piece of advice is just to be patient with us. We are really trying to accommodate everybody's needs. And, and while, and, you know, obviously photography is super important to me and my team specifically, um, also important is the cake baker and the transportation provider and everybody else that we're trying to also accommodate within that very short window when in mm. fact most of those people we may have never worked with before so personalities are kind of you know right going and brides are stressed out and wedding parties are crazy and guys are drunk and it's a million degrees outside and everybody's just trying to do their thing <laughs> we are trying to manage all of that chaos and so if you know if that's why I, we really don't need any of the fluff like just tell us what you need and my job is to get as close as possible to that for you yeah, so patience and grace goes a long way when it comes to please, please, please. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. We don't mean to be bossy, I swear, but sometimes <laughs> we have to be. Rachel, I've seen Rachel be kind of bossy. Actually, really bossy. <laughs> I always say but that's why I love you, because you got to keep this thing going. Yeah. No, so I always say I'm I'm the oldest child, so I always say I have oldest child syndrome. And I feel like it helps a lot with my job, because right. on a wedding day, like it's not like a portrait session where you can kind of be like, soft-spoken and all that mm -hmm. on a wedding day you're mm -hmm. drunk groomsmen <laughs> who are, especially as a girl photographer who are heckling me and saying things mm -hmm. shouldn't be saying and <laughs> not right but you know I deal with that and and just like the craziness of the day and so sometimes you do have to snap your fingers and say like hey it's time to go we need to get this right. done 
and let's, you know, come on guys. I mean, obviously y'all's job is very challenging because y'all are the ones that are wrangling the cats, you know, and especially post air money when you're trying to get all of those portraits done and (laughs) calling out the family members. And so we definitely also try to be very supportive during that part. If I am ever able to do so, we send one of our team members down to kind of be, if you have a second shooter, we're not necessarily as concerned, but if there's just one photographer, if if the client only paid for one photographer or Mm -hmm. whatever the situation is, um, and I know how that goes, trust me, um, you know, we sometimes will kind of step in and be the second shooter and calling off the names for the family members. And listen, if that's the help that you need, I've had plenty of photographers say, hey, I'm really worried because it's just me shooting. She didn't want to pay for a second shooter. She's got this extensive family list that, you know, she's not willing to negotiate on. Is there anybody from your team who could help me at least during this part? Absolutely. I would be willing to bring in, you know, another person just for that 30 minutes, just to make sure, you know, yeah. you're getting yeah, you guys someone there to call up the names and whatever. Yeah. Even because a lot of times I'll have my second shooter go do like cocktail hour or something. And while I'm doing family portraits, cause I'm pretty loud. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, yeah. I don't mind shouting out people's names. <laughs> It is really nice when one of your girls will come up and be like, hey, do you need me to help you? Can I read off names for you or whatever? And right. I really appreciate that. You guys do. Sure. And sometimes we're in the way, you know, and if we're in the way, that's okay. Just tell us to go away. But <laughs> we really do want to be helpful. So those are the kind of things, like if you know going into it that you're feeling a stress because you're only the one shooter and there's a billion and one photos to take, like we, we want to look for ways to kind of help ease that stress. So if you can communicate that to us on the front end so that I can make sure that someone can be there during that time with y'all and get those photos done or whatever it is, because again, our role is not only serving our client, but also our vendors. So that's great for a photographer to know, like you're not just there to like grab your timeline and, you know, just kind of watch you as you work is to really communicate with you guys and tell you like, Hey, this is what they've been like on the back end. This is where they're not budging. This is where mm-hmm. I'm either being any issues, like letting you guys know that I can see that as being very helpful. So, you know, that part of the day, Hey, I need to watch out and see what's right. happening to you to help. That's great. And that's always, as we know, the sticky part of the day, right? Is those getting all those portraits done within that very limited time slot. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so we know that that is an additional stress on y'all. So we do try to be very flexible with our time and resources. Obviously we've got other things that we're doing at that time too, yeah, but right. you know, if we can, if we can give a second set of hands to y'all if you need it or whatever it is that you may need at that time. We want to be there for that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that is, I mean, as a photographer, kind of like you said, wrangling all the cats and hurting them and getting, you know, uncle Joe back from the bar where he was just like, Oh yeah, I don't need to be in, I'm not going to be in the first photo. Yes. Yep. (laughs) Yep, all of those. <laughs> Just trying to wrangle all of that. Uh, it is definitely like, especially if you don't have a second shooter there with you, uh, that would be really, really beneficial uh, to have someone to just help and like even to just go run down people who are walking off. Right, or go get the bride's. She left her veil in the wherever. You know, mm-hmm. she needs to switch her shoes. You know, someone can kind of be the the kind of go between during those things too. Yeah. 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 One thing that I really love that you do, uh, especially whenever you're doing a uh, copper cocktail uh, at weddings is just like bring out their signature drinks during that time. Uh, Cause and like, I see their faces light up and then I turn around. I'm like, Oh, okay. That's what yeah, I see. That's shot, I see you. Right? Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it helps loosen them up in my it does, yeah. on the copper cocktail side. So like I said, we also have that 
um, business that I started about a year ago serving um, bars for weddings and events. But for me, I feel like the, the client should be the number one person that gets their own signature drink first. So kind of like right, when you yeah. cut your birthday cake, like the birthday girl is the first one that gets the piece, right? Uh -huh. That's how it should be. So we try to, obviously not every time we can accommodate that depending on what the situation is or their signature drink or whatever, but we do try to, you know, offer that level of service to them. Better because family picture time is just as stressful for the bride and groom as it is for- Yes, oh my gosh. I mean, mm -hmm. by the end of it, you can see it in their eyes. Their, their eyes are just like, I'm as a matter of fact, when yeah. we are when we are the bar, I try to give them a drink before the ceremony too, so they can kind of loosen up a little bit. Um, so, yeah, yeah, no. So I think that really helps out with like being like, oh my gosh, because mom wants you know, it's awful uncle mm -hmm. twice removed in the picture when they're not on the picture list, and I'm having to be the bad guy, and they're just like, I'm like, you're like, um, I'm sorry, I have a list. Yeah. I think that's uh -huh. also why the lists are very, very important because it's in black and white. I agree. And, and you can stand by it. I make the shot list for you so that I can be the bad guy if I need to be. I can tell them, right. I'm sorry, we have this list we have to go through. We have a short timeline that we have to get through it. We will get you at the reception though. You just pull me aside at any point. That's, that's mm -hmm. you know, shouldn't be happening. Great response. Great response. Yeah. Yeah. And I always try like in the, the planning the weeks coming up to the wedding whenever I'm giving them that uh the list kind of like the go-to list of all the family groupings and it was like tell me any extra that you want also share this with your parents share this with his parents you know if you want their input input into this if you don't then I can be the bad guy on the wedding day and just be like sorry it's not yeah. on the list yeah. Sorry, you're not coming in. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Grab me at the reception. You know, we'll take some take some shots in there. No worries. I've gotten a thank guy more than once for that. <laughs> 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 it's all good. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah. Go ahead. So I know that um, like every every coordinator kind of runs runs the ship differently. Um, some don't uh, don't really like. Uh, photographers to have like one-on-one -on -one conversations with the couples kind of like leading up to stuff where do you land on uh on that I'm judging by your face and because I've worked with you so much <laughs> yeah. uh well listen no one should have exclusive rights to their client I think that's a little strange um mm -hmm. <laughs> but I but uh, not to mean that I mean I however people want to run their business however what I would say is when we are the planners on the whole deal I definitely like to be involved like I said when we're kind of going back to that whole you know writers and directors of the scene right I want to know everything that's involved in that so all I ask you know if so generally let me back up so when we are the planner we are a lot of times the ones who are initiating even the contact with the photographer right because we're the ones helping them find their perfect photographer a lot of times they've already found them by the time they get to us which is good Mm -hmm. um, because that takes a lot of stress off of me. <laughs> Finding the perfect <laughs> photographer is a very hard job a lot of times Yes, um, for a client. And so um, I, I have no issue whatsoever with you guys. I, in fact, I think it's really important for you all to have that communication. So 
I generally will kind of take the, the, the bride's lead on that. Like if they're kind of a little bit more removed and they don't want a lot of back and forth with their vendors, then I will do something like, hey, she's got a lot going on. She's in school and she's got, you know, X, Y, and Z. Let me know mm -hmm. what you need. Give me your contract. I'll review it with her. I'll tell her when the payments are due, blah, 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 blah. And then I will help set up those engagement sessions and those bridal sessions and secure the venue and make sure she's got her bridal portrait bouquet and make sure she's got hair and makeup done. And all of those things are, are coordinated um, if we are, are given the opportunity to plan the wedding with them. Right. Um, so if for some reason they, um, if, if everything is great and they have a, you know, a pretty open schedule and they're open to receiving you know, stuff from vendors and things like that, then I like to just kind of be involved in the email chain. So like just copy me on things like contracts and payments that are due because I'm the one generally, if I'm planning the event, mm -hmm. I'm the one that is kind of gathering that information and keeping it for them. So it's really kind of more beneficial that it comes to me than the client if I'm the full yeah. service planner on the event. Yeah, and I've started okay. for full service clients like that, that I know they are doing everything through a planner, then I usually put the planner's email as the primary contact on their right. page on my system. And the CRMs that we know all you photographers now have that since we told you to have them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, I feel like that makes it a lot easier so that when, because my system automatically sends out like invoice notifications and things like that. So that way I know it's going to the person who's actually going to be able to take care of it instead of right. sending it to the client and then three weeks later being like, why haven't they paid their invoice? Oh, wait. Yes. If you send it to us, we are going mm -hmm. to make sure that it is paid. We right. are the ones that are, you know, when we're having our monthly meetings going over, hey, this is coming up due. We're the one that sends out the, you know, the email yes. reminders on things. Obviously, I know that a lot of now... Photographers have a, lot of, have a lot of systems in place. We did not have this luxury back when I first started my business, yeah. but now everybody's got HoneyBook and they've got, you know, planning pod or whatever their software is that they use. And so it's automatically sending those reminders, which is great. So again, mm -hmm. if y'all can just keep us in the loop yeah. um, on that, I don't have any qualms whatsoever with you taking the lead on contacting the client unless I know, and I've been told by the client, Hey, they want all communication to be through me. Yeah. Very rarely does that happen, but um, I think it's important for us to all be in communication through the entirety of the planning of the event. It always just secures a really good execution when we're all literally on the same page. Yeah. Um, but if we are only doing coordination, a lot of times we will not have had, uh, you know, the contact with the client a lot of the time up to that point. So you probably have been doing all that contract and, you know, payment and stuff if it's just coordination only. Yeah. So that's where it gets tricky because a lot of times you're like, oh, well, that coordinator or that planner didn't do this, this, and this. Well, technically I wasn't a planner on that event. I was simply their coordinator. Mm -hmm. So it gets a little bit tricky. It's a little bit of a gray area. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've learned to kind of realize that it's just, it's not understood that there are really significant differences. And so if you'll just kind of keep that in mind that too, like if you're dealing with a coordinator on the day of who may not know all of the information all the time, I'm probably the reason why that is it's because I'm only the coordinator. I didn't plan anything yes. outside of it. You yeah. know? Gotcha. Am I supposed to know what's going on? Absolutely. But yeah. do I know what color her flowers were supposed to be and they just delivered them? I have no idea. Like we didn't talk about flowers. <laughs> yeah. So she didn't pay me to talk about flowers, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is that one oh. of children screaming in the background? That was one of my children screaming in the background. Yes. <laughs> But it was a happy scream. They're playing, Somebody's doing something out in the living room. 
<laughs> it is uh it's a little bit past her bedtime so it's kind of a delirious whatever she's been in a really big spinning mood right now like the last week or so where she just wants to be spun and just oh. spin around all the time she'll just be like more please daddy and i'm like yeah well, okay you know, sure think about it like what are we doing when we're drinking alcohol we're just kind of trying to spin around right exactly <laughs> yes you are more prone to substances no i've also i also saw taylor's uh story that uh lydia's been up in the middle of the night a lot here in the last week <laughs> Uh, every single night, yes. Yeah, yeah. she's been getting up between uh, 3 and 5 a.m. And just like wide awake, ready for the day. She's just like, okay, cool. I want some food. I want to go play. I want to watch Frozen. I'm like, no, no, we're going back to sleep. Yeah. So we've been tag teaming. That's fine. Getting up and just, yeah. yeah. I try and just like, rough house with her for a good 20 minutes or so and just get her really exhausted and then give her some food and try to put her back down and hopefully it works i don't know i think the quarantine's getting to her so we did go for a picnic yesterday which worked really well for both kids yeah they were exhausted after the end of it picnics are coming back i love it yeah. 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 Since nobody goes out to the park across from our house, I've been watching for a couple of days. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I took Harrison out there finally yesterday. Oh my gosh, he had so much fun. Just like sweeping and climbing on things. And he was like, look, and he's like climbing on things he's not supposed to be climbing on, but you know, uh-huh. so get the energy out. <laughs> yes. Reese just asked oh, me yeah. when we're going to do something fun. I was like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm asking that question too. <laughs> I know. Sorry, kid. I got yeah. nothing. I don't know. Yeah. Harrison yesterday was like, I want to have a play date. And I'm like, me too, buddy. <laughs> yep. Yep. We would really like that. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Oh, speaking of, hi. Do you want to say hi? Do you want to say hi? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Hi. 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 Night night. Can you tell night everyone night night? night? Hi. Hi, sweetheart. Night night. Oh, you can't hear, can you? <laughs> I have y'all in my ear, so they're just like, okay. Lady, can you say night night? Night night. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. Water. Can you say bye bye? Bye, Liddy. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. I love them. I miss them. Night Hi, Taylor. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. Okay. Bye. Okay. Sweet. See, he made it on another episode. Yeah. I think the regular. Yep. Yeah, he's gonna be just like a regular, like jump in guest (laughs) for all these uh, social distancing. Yeah. Exactly. I should have him read our ads or something. That would be fun. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> People love kids. If we could do, they like, do. Harrison, like, bouncing back and forth. Mm-hmm. We should do, like, a, oh, a kids of the photographers during quarantine episode. That would be fun. Okay. That would yeah. be fun. Oh, that's cute. That fun. Cool. I think we know next week's episode now. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> 
be like, <laughs> they're both going to be like, uh, I don't want to talk. All right. So I think one of the last questions, which I feel like is kind of a heavy question, and um, mm-hmm. um, was, so um, if a photographer works with a coordinator that's part of a larger team, you have team members, and one of the team members happens to be maybe quite rude or insulting or uh, inhibits the photographer's ability to do the job. Um, you have a team. This is not anybody on your team. That is that photographer. Thank God, because I was like, wait a minute. No. <laughs> I have had this person with me, which is this. So this is my question. And it, what would your advice be to a photographer who has experienced that and knows that it is not the main coordinator who was at, it was one of her team members who was at the wedding. Would you as the main coordinator want the photographer to contact them and tell them that? Cause it was very like, it was one of those things where it happened and like our whole team left and we were just like, what did we just experience? And I felt mm-hmm. like there would be like, not retrib- retribution is not the word. But like, no, no, no. retaliation no they're coming for you retaliation but just like put a bad taste in their mouth for me you know personally and like I didn't know how to even go about like and this has been a couple years um but like it was just a crazy it was crazy the whole day was just crazy and um but how would you um advice for someone mm-hmm. who has experienced that with one of your team members like, right the advice for them to do so it's definitely important um i feel like as business owners to share that information about the services that are being provided by whether it's us or one of our team members i've had a an experience where it was a really, really, really stressful day. We were outside at a venue in Bryan College Station. It's pouring down rain. There are a billion and one things going on. And I snapped at one of the sweet little venue workers that was literally just trying to help me. Um, and, and it just, in that moment, things were just nuts. And so, you know, I really wasn't that ugly to her, but it might, it broke my heart. That Mm -hmm. Like that's, but I'm talking about a whole day of just like, basically like, as if our, like, it's not important as you got to let people know, because otherwise that service is not like we talked about earlier, what we as coordinators want to provide We're if we're not providing that level of service, then yeah, we're not doing our jobs. Right. And so it is, even though it may be embarrassing or it may be, um, you know, kind of touchy and, you know, you're like, oh, I don't know, just out of respect for a, a mutual business owner. Yeah. Um, you know, if I had really bad service at a restaurant, I'm not going to attack the restaurant owner, but I'm, I am mm-hmm. going to say, Hey, you know, I love your place. I love what you guys do, but I just wanted to let you know about nice. X, Y, and Z. Yeah. You know, there's certainly a very graceful way to approach things and, um, just saying simply as, you know, as a, as a fellow business owner, if this were one of my team members, I, I would want someone to say something to me, Yeah. Um, okay. you know, so, so that you can go in and correct those behaviors. Maybe that, maybe that coordinator had a really bad day or, you know, yeah. who knows what, yeah. what the situation is. And we want to be, I mean, obviously understand people have things that go on, but if, yeah. if it's hindering your ability to do your job that you've been paid to do, then that's a big problem. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a big problem. Like I said, this week. Yeah. 
ago. So, <laughs> and it was not one of the I, <laughs> we, we all, obviously we are humans and we try to do our best, sure. yeah. you know, best thing that we can do. And who knows, maybe that person was just kind of thrown in at that last moment and yeah. didn't, you know, there's a, a million and one variables to consider, but um, if it were me and, and if it were one of, my, one of my coordinators, one of my team members, I definitely want to know so that we can remedy that and, yeah, and have a conversation right. and find out like what was the behind the scenes and like what was their thought process in that because I feel like it could have even been just something of, along the lines of them not even understanding like how important like they could have been a new uh, team member yep. and not understanding how important like the timeline that we had created together was or that the photographer's job all of those things um so it, right so yeah obviously looking back like I wish that I would <laughs> I was too yeah well and, and I think that there's some value to the reason why you yeah. know people in the industry and in a, in a certain community work together and refer one another and prefer mm -hmm. to work with certain people because they know how they work and they know that going into it, they're going to have a pretty good experience. Um, and it's challenging when you are kind of thrown into a already very stressful work day and there's someone that is kind of working against you. Um, that's always a challenge, but just kind of merging personalities on an already very stressful day. When we talk about, we work in South Texas and I mean, we're talking, 104 days sometimes you know mm -hmm. where so many stressors and so sometimes things are going to happen my team I've, we are not you know immune to that I've had people that have had issues come up on on our wedding days it's not very often thank god but we want to fix that and you know we can't always get it 100% right but we can certainly strive for, for perfection and so we if we don't know that there's a need that needs to be met or a, a change that needs to be made we can't do that so we definitely need y'all's feedback yeah absolutely so um one that we missed earlier of the questions that i saw that we were going to ask you um mm -hmm. is, uh, i feel like it kind of goes along with what you're just saying is should a photographer expect to get on your preferred list if they take you out for coffee to pick your brain <laughs> um obviously no but we'll expand <laughs> <laughs> So here's the thing with picking brains. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so once you reach a certain level of anything, right, mm -hmm. um, your expertise and your knowledge of the industry is worth more than a $3 latte yeah. or, you know, warm coffee, not cold. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you know, for us, for me in particular, when I was first starting out and I had a lot of time, you know, time on my hands and things were just yeah. kind of starting that is certainly okay but once you kind of read a, a certain level like it i don't really as much as i would love to give knowledge and 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 offer my brain to be picked mm -hmm. um as much as possible it yeah. is just a it's it's more of a, a time constraint i mean it time is money and yeah, the work that i've put into the industry for 10 years is is valuable it's worth more than you know so so what would you what advice would you give for photographers who are trying to get well i will tell you that i'm never going to refer a vendor unless i've worked with them yeah so you cannot pay me to get on my preferred vendor list yeah. you cannot offer me 10 percent. there's nothing that you can do in fact i don't take kickbacks from any vendors if you want to offer a client a, a discount then that goes directly to my client i do not yeah. they pay me what they pay me and that's it i'm not gonna put them line them up with a vendor who might not work for them just because i'm gonna get a 10 percent kickback that's not right. a business yeah so um so i don't i don't if they want to offer a discount and my 
you know, my clients want to go with them and they're, the discount will always go to the client is, right. is how it should go. Yeah. Um, you shouldn't pay people to get to work with them. So, uh, so for me, uh, you're, n you're never going to get on a list of ours unless I've at least had one interaction, one wedding day with you. In fact, I prefer to have several because you may have a, had a really great day yeah. and shot a really kick-ass wedding one day mm -hmm. and then, you know, turn around the next day and it's terrible. So I kind of have to know what it is that I'm exposing my client to because they have taken their valuable dollars and trusted me with that, that I'm going to put them, line them up with vendors that work really well for them. Yeah. So there are a couple of things I will say too, that have to kind of line up if you're trying to be on someone's vendor list and photography is such a broad spectrum that people don't realize that, um, you know, your style of photography may work really, really well for my client that's getting married in December. But this photographer over here, you guys know this, you got your light and your dark, you got your moody and your, you know, mm -hmm. so everybody doesn't work for everyone and your, your price range may not work for my bride or, you know, whatever it is. She may be looking for a full loaded package and maybe you don't do albums or whatever it is. And so I have to take all of that information yeah. and know which vendors to line her up with, which photographers to line her up with and those kind of things. Yeah. Um, and so for me, uh, we don't even, uh, in fact, I don't even have a vendor list. I don't, I don't even have a list that I give to my brides. It is custom to each and every one of our brides based on their budget and their style and what it is that they're looking for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We don't have a list where we say, Hey, we, we trust these people. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, I know that a lot of people do, but yeah. in my experience, I cannot give someone a blanket no, which I love that. I love that. I feel like that's yeah. clients really well because you take into account their needs because every wedding is so different. Right. Every bride has, you know, needs and wants that are very different from the next bride. So right. we certainly have the people that we love to work with. And if there's something that they're looking for and we feel like it's a great fit, you know, there are certain things that we know, but, but we have to do our due diligence. And just because I like you doesn't mean that you're going to do the best job for my client. Right? right. So I have to, yeah. my, my loyalty will always be to my client, <clears throat> yes. but I want to obviously, since you're part of my team, I want you to get what you need to. So it's a kind of a fine line because yeah, you know, we work with great vendors all the time, but we also work directly for our clients and have to give them the best possible. Yeah. Yep. Situation. Yeah. What, what fits the best for them. That's right. Yeah. I love it. Okay, guys, you've probably heard us talk about our photography workshops on here before. And due to the coronavirus, we've had to postpone our next in-person workshop in Marfa, Texas. Probably going to do that this fall. Uh, so stay tuned for that. It's going to be fun. Um, but we are hosting an online workshop just for you to go through all of our camera settings and our editing styles and all the different poses, uh, how we pose our couples, all the things that we do. We can still all get together for this workshop while social distancing. Best part, it's free. That's right. Not going to cost you a thing except for a few hours on your computer or phone or however you want to join us. So head to lightdarkco.com slash online workshop for more info and to grab your seat. Again, lightdarkco.com slash online workshop to join our free online workshop on April 30th. See you there. So there is one more question. Okay. Um, 
which Rachel and I can go first if you'd like. So at the end of every episode, we just talk about what we're loving right now. Um, And it's usually like TV show or podcast or something because we're very into uh, just taking in all of the different things. Um, But it can be whatever uh, you're loving right now. Um, So I love Rachel. Rachel, do you want to go first? Maybe, maybe we can sandwich Amy in the middle. I'll finish out. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm still watching the originals and now, now it's intersecting with their shoot off, which originals was a shoot off of Vampire Diaries. It's intersecting with their, um, the legacies now. So I have to start legacies soon and I'm very excited about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Klaus's daughter is now like 15. It's it's so good. It's so good. It's like terrible TV for the brain, but I love it and I watch it. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. So mm-hmm. that's my biggest thing. Um, I started reading uh, Big Little Lies. So, you know, watch the show. Now I got to read the book. Right. Um, which nice. Is, uh, chapter two. So it's not like I've gone far. <laughs> my time is at lunch. Like I sit and I read while I eat my lunch. So I get like a chapter a day. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah if I can get a chapter of a book whenever I sit down to read I'm like all right cool I did well yep like my my biggest reading time is whenever I'm on an airplane oh yeah especially if it's like a shorter like two hour or less flight because they usually don't have the little movie screens and stuff right and I'll just bring a book and I'm like hey yeah it's been four months since I cracked open this book and now I can read like seven done. chapters yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I can't read books because I don't remember what happened yesterday. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I can read it all in one day. Like I ain't gonna remember. Yeah, I'm constantly going back like a couple pages. I'm like, what was going on in this? Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, I've always been a big reader, so that's been something that like has kind of been my goal um, this year. Which I know we're like almost halfway through the year. It's fine. Um, is to read more. Um, so I did. I have read one book since we've been in quarantine, and I am. Um, uh, so nice. Next book. So that's kind of the goal is to get back into that because I do really enjoy reading. Um, so yeah, those are the two main things that I'm loving right now. I haven't really had much time for anything else. So, okay. Hey, I've loved the sunshine the last couple of days. That's been nice. Oh, yes. So nice. Oh man, the sunshine and like the the morning. upper fifties mornings yeah. and the sixty five seventies days. Huh? I'm loving that. I know we only have a couple more days of that, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Let's soak it up while we can. Exactly. All that vitamin D. Go out there. Like, get your. Uh huh. (laughs) Good for this. Right. So I am into, and I know John, you are also an Ozark fan. Um, Yes. So I finished. We just, my husband and I just finished season three, and holy mackerel, what a show! Um, yeah, I don't even know. I don't know what episode I'm on in season three, but every single episode, I'm just like, wow, okay, yeah. this is getting like more and more twists and so it's getting good. deeper. And yeah, it's so good. Okay, so now we have to actually start it. Like, yes. It's so good. It's 100%. So good. Okay. And then I am really like, my dad was a, a reporter when I was growing up. And so news is kind of. Oh, that makes Always so much sense. In in the background of my uh-huh. life, literally, it's the soundtrack of my life is CNN or NPR <laughs> or whatever it is. Oh, and so news was always kind of chattering in the background. So I love like current events and politi- politics and politics, yeah, politics. Um, mm-hmm. 
and so all of that is like you know very super duper important to me you've been you have you've been on it sorry no it's been good yeah it's great yeah so i do the opposite so my parents are also they i mean they weren't journalists or anything but they are also very like there was always the news was always on Mm -hmm. You know, talk radio was always going in the car as a kid. I think I went the mm-hmm. direction where I was like, I just can't handle it it's too much. I, I think so too. And what I, I, I think it's, I think it's, I think that what has happened though, because it's like my generation, we were very, you know, you too, like we're, we kind of grew up that way. And I, of course, went that direction, but a lot of people just kind of like, just I don't I shut it just out. kind of shut it out and I think it's and I will say this right now under our current climate because it's very important for people to stay involved and know what's going on in the world around them so that when it comes time yeah. to voting or it comes time to yeah. making decisions in your local elections or your I think part of it too is that my parents you've got to stay involved the way the things that they listen to are not the things that I would choose to listen to and sure. so so that may be part of it too. It's like, yeah, I know of it and I don't want any, you know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But I'm trying to get better and I have been like watching the press conferences and things like that here lately. Yeah. Um, so. Cause it's, it's important for people to formulate their own, you know, yeah. ideas of what things are and kind of really know what's like, like I said, I feel like I, I'm not trying to keep up the Kardashians. I, you know, I don't see the point in that, but I do want to know what the hell's yeah. going on in my backyard, you know? Exactly. So, I feel yeah. like I feel like those things are, you know, of course you got to have some guilty pleasures. There's got to be a lot of fun in there in your life, but you do also have to have a kind of an obligation to kind of know what's going I, on. I would say I really appreciate mm-hmm. your insight. So whenever I see your posts, I feel like I feel like you are very um, knowledgeable, and and your posts are always very well written. And so, um, you know, even even if you're like picking like just like a piece out of what you've read like I feel like that piece is very well picked also so yeah. I appreciate your post because it helps me to stay in contact with the things that I should be <laughs> there we go so, I appreciate them keep them coming <laughs> thanks sorry for everybody else <laughs> I mean come on <laughs> yeah what do you got going on John what are you up to um I'm also loving Ozark um I'm probably halfway through season three. I don't actually know. Uh, you know, Netflix just kind of keeps going. So, um, but I feel like there's probably like 10 or so episodes in those seasons, uh, the first two. So if it's the same, I'm probably about halfway through season yeah, three. Yeah, I, I think it is it's 10. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's getting, it's getting pretty interesting. I can um, I'm going to take it to the charger. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, what else am I loving? I am, I'm loving, uh, oh, Parasite, the movie. Um, I started it today or yesterday. I'm like 30 minutes in right now. It's, it's, it's something that I have to like sit and watch because it's in Korean. So I have to like read the English subtitles. Uh, okay. but this was the one that won all the academy awards and stuff yes yes yeah i think it won like seven academy awards it won best picture uh, and it was like it made history as like the first foreign film to make to win best picture uh so i was very interested in it and hulu now has uh has parasite on there so i started that it's very interesting i have i didn't look into what the plot was i had no idea um so I started watching it and I was like, I don't know what, what this is about. And it's kind of like, it's slow, but it's, 
it's filmed in a way that's very interesting. The cinematography okay. is is really great, nice. uh, and uh, and the story is starting to twist a little bit about thirty minutes in. So I'm interested yeah. to see. I think it's like a two hour film. So, uh, but so far I'm loving Parasite. Um, also. Oh, there was something that it was either a podcast or maybe a show. I don't remember now. Uh, there's so many things. So uh, memorable. Yes, is it? It definitely made a mark. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't really been. I haven't had a ton of time to like watch anything. So I, feel I like know you would think like everybody's like, oh, you're gonna have all this time to like. No. I uh, yeah. up, my dishwasher is like going nonstop. I've done nothing but cook and clean and oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Food. Yep. <laughs> my poor dishwasher is probably like, what the hell is going on over there? I know. Yeah. As soon as we fill it up, it's like, oh, I gotta fill this up again because we're cooking. I did not realize every single how meal. much I mean I knew we ate all a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I had no idea that we had gotten. That is one thing that I will say, like, we have not hardly, I think we haven't eaten out in, in a couple of weeks. Like, we haven't yeah. gotten even takeout or anything, um, just because, I mean, we're trying to conserve money at this time. Right. Um, so mm-hmm. been cooking everything, and it's it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot of cooking. It's uh, a lot of cooking, and, like, I was in the kitchen all day long. Yeah. They took like an hour break because they're always hungry too. Yeah. Like, but by, by the time you get done with that, they're ready for a snack and they yeah. want it. You know, it's like eh. right. So we're we have kept the kitchen busy. <laughs> right there with you. Right. There. Yep. Yep. Us too. It's it's just constant everything, and and we're like we're running out of all their snacks and things, and they're like. We want a snack. I was like, I don't, I don't know. I'll ration the snacks. So, like, oh yes. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Because I have to like put only like a certain number of things out so that they don't know that there's a plethora of options. Yes. I have to scale it back and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had to put a few things in like the laundry room, and yeah. then we'll just take a few and put them back in the pantry. And it's like, oh yeah, we have three of those left. Our pantry goes like super high and we have, I have like a couple of crock pots, you know, because we have a big right. pantry, so we have multiple crock pots and we literally uh-huh. like inside of crock Because <laughs> 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 otherwise they're like little monsters and they just eat everything in one sitting. We're not designed for this. Like no. this is not, this is not sustainable. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, is no. it No, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> we could send them to boarding school in a country where there's no coronavirus. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, thank so, you all so much for including yeah. me in your podcast. This has been Absolutely. really fun. So, like, fun fact also, I've literally never in my entire lifetime even listened to a podcast. Really? And I know. I know. Oh. I know. I know. <laughs> but apparently there's like true crime ones that I need to like check out. And- Ooh, yeah. town or cereal? I've never, none of it. I don't even know how this works. Oh, man. S-Town would be a great first podcast. So, great yeah. first podcast. Oh, my gosh. Especially I, like, any kind of true crime stuff. 
Right. Oh my gosh. You just like can't quit listening. It's like, it's yeah. like, well, apparently, yeah, that, that's, that's what everybody's saying. It's like, you got to get on the true crime podcast. I'm like, John yeah. mm-hmm. and I, one of our favorites is Reply All. Not really okay. Favorite. You would probably, you would probably really like Reply All, actually. Okay. So, that's fair. We think that Gimlet is good. But yeah, so my my seventeen year old was like, I was like, I got I got this podcast that we're going. He's like, Mom, you've never even listened to a podcast. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> don't do podcasts really either. I keep trying to get my kids to do podcasts because there's so many cool podcasts out there for their age too, and they're like, eh. TikTok. Come on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There we are. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever works at this point, really. Exactly. We're just all trying to, trying to get yep. that. Yep. I like to podcast while I cook. That's, that's one of my favorite things to do. To- oh, that's a good idea. So I have Alexa. Do I just tell her to like oh, yeah. play a podcast while I cook? Or Yes. Yeah. Also, I will say you have to, there are certain ones that I can listen to and certain ones I cannot listen to while I cook because it, the kids can hear. So a lot of right. my podcasts are not kid friendly. Um, sure. but I do have some that are, that are like more like news type things and, uh, just current event. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I listen to NPR on the radio. I mean, that's like a podcast, right? Just like talk radio. Is that what it is? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Podcasts like, uh, this American life is one of their podcasts. It's really good. Um, mm-hmm. money one. What's the money one? I don't remember, but yeah, there's several NPR podcasts that are really good also. Okay. Oh yeah. They do listen to this, just their broadcasting, but. Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, yeah, um, that's it's, the yeah. that I like is like a more journalistic. Yeah, the more like journalistic type. So like S Town is like a journalistic story. Like they did this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yes. So it's a full like there was a lot of work that went through. But it's not just like a, a fun little fluffy story. Like right, did work behind it, and it's really well done. So is the idea, so sorry to get on a podcast tangent, but so is the idea that just that like it's interviews, but rather it's just like interviews, not with, with the video. So that cuts out the cost of of doing recording or what is. Because it's it's not just interviews. Like they, it's a story. Like they tell a story with it. They're telling like, as if they're writing an expose, but they're telling, like they're speaking it and they're doing right. these interviews and all of this combined. So look up S-Town and okay. uh, do it. You ha- I, I'm very interested in That's one of my favorites. S-Town. Yeah. Like S slash town. Got it. Yeah, it, you, you'll be able to find it right away. I mean, it's like one of the highest ranking ones, but it's one like you're not going to listen to it over and over because it's one story. It's like, yeah. Although now I kind of want to listen to it again. It's been a couple of years, I feel like, since I came out. Yeah, but yeah. that's a good one to start out. It's, it's a really good okay. one. Yeah. Cool, I'm down. That gives me something to do tomorrow. Yay. Yay. <laughs> well, sweet. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. This was fun. Yeah, thank you, guys. Y'all have a great rest of the evening and rest of the week. Okay. Thank you. You too. We'll see y'all back at wedding soon. Yes. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. That was so fun getting to hang out with Amy in this episode. You can find her on Instagram 
at AT Planned for her planning biz, and at Copper Cocktail Co. for bartending, and I Do Institute for her educational courses. So go follow all those places, and be sure to share with her what you loved about today's episode with Amy. And if you are enjoying this podcast, we would love to hear about it in a five-star review on iTunes. It means the world to us, and it helps us keep putting these episodes together for you. Y'all are amazing. See you next week. Bye.